When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to another episode of That's Right Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. If you're noticing, it is a bit light. Well, maybe you wouldn't have noticed yet. But Jason, our producer, is not joining us today. But on the other side, Dre is. Dre, how you doing, my friend? Let's get down to business. I'm salty AF. <laughs> uh, Why are you salty? I, 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 I'm super salty, and I've not had a chance to see this until now. Hey, uh, whoever's manning the, uh, the the Raptor socials, you know, Instagram specifically, I guess you listen to our show, and I guess you really like the nickname uh, Splash Bandicoot, and you've oh boy, it. Not, not from uh, Fred Van Vliet, but to, uh, to a different player. I, I don't mind you using it, but a shout-out would be pretty nice, just saying. It's, it's a pretty unique nickname, and you've been you've been saying it for quite a while. You know what? Like you're getting all the credit over here, and you know if for, for the listeners out there, if you've been listening to this podcast, you definitely would have heard Dre mention that nickname quite a while ago. And I think that's a good start to the show because this is going to be an episode of some probably some spicy takes, and yes. we will be debating the NBA's top seventy-five list. But before we get into that, we should probably talk about the Raptors. And before we even get into that. Let me try to do Jason's very good intro, and I'll probably mess it up. But thank you for joining us today. This is a Raptors podcast by Raptors fans for Raptors fans. You are listening to us probably via Spotify or any of your podcatchers. And you can find us on Twitter on That's Rap Pod. You're finding this podcast also on Raptors HQ, which is our home. But let's dive into some Raptors news today. Dre, the season has kicked off, and if I were to tell you that the Raptors would have faced the Wizards, the Celtics, and the Mavericks, and walked out of those three games with a 1-2 and two record, my guess is you wouldn't be too surprised. But the surprise is where the loss came in and where the win came in. What's your first impression of, of this Raptors team so far? Are they performing kind of what you'd expect? Are they underperforming? Are they overperforming? Uh, what are your first takes on, on this Raptors uh, young season so far? I've read somewhere somebody saying this, and I wish I could give credit to where I did, but I'll just say that this wasn't something that I thought of. 
we are still trying to figure it all out. That couldn't be more noticeable than some of our questionable basketball IQ, including where Chris Boucher is starting to set up his his shot selection, which is surprising because the guy was a bucket before, and now he's like, you couldn't pay him to get a bucket. But that's not because he's really bad. He's just making like really poor shot selection. The IQ of our team overall is needing to adjust. And this is where you notice the importance, like we did last year with Gasol being gone, but really importance of Kyle Lowry being gone. Now, if you flip the tables and you go over to to, to Miami, which they lost last night against the Pacers, of course, and, and overtime. But uh, Tyler Hero over there was saying, this is the first time I feel like we all know, and this is paraphrasing, this is the first time I feel like we all know where we're supposed to be because we've got this type of uh, a playmaking point guard, which I guess counters what Dragic does, which is more of a, an offensive point guard. I guess that's what uh, Tyler Hero is insinuating. But point is... They're gelling over there. Even though they lost last night, I foresee pretty strong things. With the Raptors, I feel like that's our biggest our biggest hurdle is that complete collapse in that type of certainty. So what we would need is just to make some adjustments. We just need perhaps in training to know, okay, I'm going to set things up so you know your role more than you might have before had there been like a Lowry to kind of let you know where you should be. So it's less of a team led by somebody who's a playmaker and perhaps more of a multifaceted one where we all know our roles and we know what to do. So a lot of it's just decision-making, I would say, just getting more familiar with now that we're having to be more independent than we've been in the last number of years, since Lowry is gone, let's just make better decisions. Let's just, you know, make better shots and be ready in different ways. Let's have more of a mixed bag of tricks so we're not predictable. So that's the way that I feel. We're still a young team, and these are the types of mistakes that a young team are going to make. So I'm not too deterred. I'm not surprised that they lost to the Mavericks because the Mavericks, the Mavericks are uh, they're still figuring out themselves, but they're arguably the better team. But if they were going to win and lose two teams that were the the Wizards and the Celtics, I'm mightily surprised that they lost to the Wizards, uh, who seem to be doing a little better than I thought they would. And they beat the Celtics, who are doing a lot worse than I thought they would. I know it's still like the first couple of games, and this is nothing. People are like blowing a lot of these games out of proportion. And I don't want to do that, but these are just the early insights that I've I've been seeing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I I get the concern there over over the IQ, and that is, you know, we I think we we know that this is going to be a a transition year of sorts where the team is trying to figure out their identity, and there are going to be nights like the one against the Wizards where there there are missed rotations, there are overhelping on on the defensive side, there is confusion on the offensive side. That's going to happen. Um, and then there are going to be nights like the one in Boston where, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I had that as a loss in my head. Like that's Boston has not been a, a very kind place for the Raptors to play in. And they absolutely blew them out of the water and overachieved greatly. 
and it was a a sign of of what the future beholds for this Raptor squad. Whether that future is in this season or next, uh, time will tell. But Scotty Barnes was really quick to show why the Raptors selected him over Jalen Suggs and why there was a lot of hype going around him, and it justified it right in that game. It, you know, twenty five and thirteen, and you know. Not to be out outdone, Precious Achua, 15 and 15. And then another double mm-hmm. last night against the Mavs. And by the way, I should mention, we are recording this on Sunday, the day after the Raptors dropped a, a cl- fairly close decision to the Mavericks. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of positives came out of, of those first three games. And, and I, I, I totally get the concern. And I am too. And I think there's one thing to project that this is going to be a team that needs to learn as they go. It's another thing to kind of just watch it happen, right? I mean, a part of me just wants to hit the fast forward button to when they do figure it out and see how they really do, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I think you and I both said something similar last year where it's like, let's just fast forward to the end of the damn bubble. I just want to see these guys on their home court. And you know what? We finally did. And, you know, even though the Raptors are 0-2 on their home court, it's just good to see everyone back and, and seeing the intros and hearing Herbie Coon's voice and, you know, seeing Mark Strong hype up the crowd, everything. I, I love seeing all of that. So, and, and one, one quick plug to, to the Raptor seeing him is great. He's still up for nomination for the mascot hall of fame. Make sure you guys get your votes in because he's made it all the way to the final 10. He's the one of the finalists. Ooh, so, awesome. um, you know, I was listening over at the, um, uh, locked on Raptors, uh, podcast Sean Woodley had two members from the mascot hall of fame and they were breaking down the you know what the, the process is like and it's pretty cool like they, it's a legit thing right like I was unaware of this mascot hall of fame but there's like this whole process and it's it really is a thing and um you know I just yeah. urge you listeners go go and vote for him because he deserves it yes I love mascots so I uh I guess just quick quick take then uh, if you could select three mascots to Ooh. be in the Hall of Fame, which would they be? Just off the Ooh. top of your head, this is this is not planned. Yeah, no, that that's a great question. Uh, okay, bias aside, I really do think the Raptor is there, and you know what? Maybe there is a bit of a bias because we see him and and hear about him and all. No, but he's uh, like a legit mascot. Even if we did have bias, because we could recognize that the Hawks mascot is really good, and the and you know Benny the Bull is really good. I feel mm-hmm. like other people can recognize the Raptors the same way. I don't think yeah. it's a bias. Uh, I'm going to go with one that is probably, I think, already in the Hall of Fame, I would guess. Uh, that's the Philadelphia Phillies fanatic. I don't know why. his He came up for some reason in my mind. And I, I was trying to think of other sports that have very memorable mascots. For okay, some reason, yeah. <laughs> the Philly fanatic is up there for me. And then the only other one I can that, that comes to mind for me that I think stands out is, is Yuppie from Montreal. I, I, I'm giving him credit because... He's a cross-sport mascot, right? Going from right. the Expos over to the Canadians quite seamlessly. So I think those are my 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 three, I guess, I, w- I would pick. I'm going to regret this because I'm going to think of someone else. But oh, well, I guess uh, uh, a honorable mention. Actually, another f- one of the 10 finalists goes to Hugo the Hornet. The reason why I mention him is because I don't know if you remember this, Dre, but one of the all-star festivities, like one of the, the, the Friday events or Saturday. So, oh, sorry, not Saturday. It would have been one of like the Saturday afternoon events. So like not, not something you would see on like the evening cast, mm-hmm. but they used to have a mascot dunk competition, obviously with the, the whole trampoline and all. Mm. And Hugo the Hornet was the first one 
Like, I think he won the first two or three of these. Wow. He was the first one that I saw did the, like, he dumped it and sat on the rim. Like, he did this thing. Where it's almost like he was sprayed along the glass. Like, he, he landed on there and, like, he just opened himself up like a starfish and just hung on the backboard. I don't know. I, I, I can't forget that. And I think he was also the first one that I've ever seen do the... The, the somersault dunk. So Hugo the Hornet is honorable mention to me, but I'm not going to give him my vote because he's also in competition with the Raptors. So those are my three and a half. Uh, amazing. I'm like really blanking on other sports right now. And I don't know why, I guess, because I don't really watch a lot of other sports. But basketball has some great mascots. Yeah. So it's totally yeah, yeah, cool to sure. stick with basketball. Benny the Bull. Oh, yeah. You know, like, oh, my gosh. Uh, I forgot Benny. And this, uh, like, I'm, I'm not going to say anybody who's not the Raptor because the Raptor is a given. I think the Raptor yeah, that's uh, a good point. should absolutely be there because the Raptor is just actually like incredible. Even like when our team was terrible, the Raptor was always awesome. Great design as well, which I feel like actually should go into it a little bit. Yeah, so uh, let's go with Benny the Bull. Does Jack Nicholson count? Jack Nicholson is <laughs> likely. There we go. He is, he is actually, he's gone to the point where he's more memorable than the Lakers cheerleader dance pack don't you think oh yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean like <laughs> people were like celebrating like not just that the lakers are back back in the home turf or whatever but it was like we get to see jack again uncle jack nicholson <laughs> uh makes a completely unlikable team worth even having on the map i'm gonna say stuff the magic dragon oh yeah i feel like oh, whether yeah. it was like his involvement with like the all-star game or yeah. Uh, just his antics in general and just his, his level of creativity. Yeah, like the only reason why I would follow Orlando Magic anything on social media is because of this guy. <laughs> um, let's go with Clutch from Houston. Another oh, team that I don't one. like, but like that guy, that guy's been around since at least like the Elijah one days, right? Yeah, yeah, I would think so because the name comes from Clutch City. So it's got to be, yeah, Hakeem. Those are some great choices. And, you know, I'm glad that you brought up Hakeem Olajuwon, because he made the list for the NBA's top 75 players. Well, the I NBA released there. Yeah, that, that's a given, right? The the NBA is celebrating their 75th year, and the 75th anniversary team was announced. Kind of odd. The, I think it was the NBA on TNT crew would announce them in bunches of 25, but like mm-hmm. they weren't ranked... They weren't in alphabetical order. It was just 20. They were grouped in, in groups of 25 and announced on three different days. Very odd. But anyways, the list finally was revealed and lots of uh, things to debate here. And I, and I remember, you know, I, I'm this old. I remember when the top 50 was announced and there were debates about who should and shouldn't be mm-hmm. on that list. But now we're at 75 and lots to digest here. Like we have some obvious names that would be on anyone's top 75 list. You know, you already mentioned Olajuwon. You know, there's your Jordan. There's your LeBron. There's your, you know, Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, all of these these given, right? Which direction do you want to go with this, Dre? Do you want to jump into surprises on who made it or snubs? Because uh, I feel like snubs would be a longer discussion. Why don't we start with that? Why don't we start with names that you're surprised are on this list? Are there, are there any that jump out to you? Because I, I tell you, one like is already negatively su- surprised or pre- pleasantly. Uh, either way, uh, yeah, either way is good. Any any surprises to you with this list, and any names specifically jump out to you? Well, one one positive surprise I have 
uh, I feel like especially because his reputation has kind of been sidelined to being like like a single note thing, him being a three-point shooter. That's Reggie Miller. And I'm glad mm-hmm. that both he and Ray, Ray Allen uh, were recognized because Ray Allen as well was very multifaceted. Uh, you know, people don't talk about Ray Allen's dunks anymore, right? But Reggie Miller, yeah, Reggie Miller was more than just uh, the three-point guy. Like he, I feel like Steph Curry modeled his game after a player like him in more ways than just the three ball. Like his agility, his uh, his decision-making, like Reggie Miller was, was a nice one because that's one of those names where it's like when you only limit it down to, to 75. So there's a lot of givens. But that's the thing, a lot of givens. You've got a lot of players from the retro Boston Celtics team or the Celtics of the 80s, you know, and with that same breath, the Lakers of the 80s. And you have all of your dynasties from, you know, the Jordan era afterwards. So there's a lot of, like already right off the bat, that's a ton of, of players. You could only imagine that a Reggie Miller might be forgotten, but I'm glad that he wasn't. So that was that was one of my favorite. And did you see his reaction? Yeah, I did. I did. That he was, was uh, very that emotional. Was really, you can tell he was speechless and caught off guard. That was really touching, actually. Yeah, I feel like he fully deserved it. Um, this was only a surprise because, like you said, the way that the list was revealed was a little interesting. I don't know if that's a good thing. When Kawhi was announced, and this was like either mm. the first or second day, this was before that one section that had Anthony Davis, Dane Lillard, Russell Westbrook. So <laughs> I wasn't sure how how contemporary the list was going to be. So before that, when I saw Kawhi and Anatentacumpo like being such early mentions, I feel like that's what made them stand out the most. I mean, it's a given that they should be there, I feel like, especially for 75. I remember on social media, they released them in bunches of fives. So mm. they were a little bit more mixed in right. terms of era and dynamic. But then there was like one block that was like LeBron. Okay, that's a given. I think it was like Wade. Okay, that's a given. Westbrook, AD, <laughs> and <laughs> and Dave Lillard. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Did we just forget about every other decade for a second? Um, yeah. Yeah. But, like, to see uh, Kawhi mentioned so early on, and I know that there's no order, but, the, like, to me, that reads as he wasn't just tossed in at the end with the kitchen sink. It reads mm. that he was respected as legitimately one of the top 75. And I like the way that that was laid out. If it was in the last batch, it wouldn't have had the same effect, I feel. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things you mentioned that I want to kind of talk about. One thing that I wasn't expecting was you you mentioned Ray Allen and dunking, and I completely forgot he was in the 1997 Slam Dunk Contest. So thank you for that reminder. I told um, you. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot he was there. Um, all right, uh, where do I want to go with this? There, there are a ton of surprises. Okay, I will jump straight into what I wanted to do with you and Jason, which was a bit of trivia here. And honestly, you don't need to know too much. You've obviously looked at the list and all I'm going to do is just ask you to name me one player that from that list, and you can look right at it. So this is considered this an open book test um, of someone that meets the following criteria. And, and you can also repeat. So if, if the same person is this, then that's fine. You can repeat that person. So name someone on this list that is that has an MVP. Okay, let me just pull up this list because if you're giving me the open book opportunity, <laughs> I'm going to do it. While we do this, um, 
I forgot to bring up uh, Jason's picks for the match. Oh, yes, squad. yes. Okay, well, why don't you pull up the list? I'll, I'll mention Jason's picks because we yeah, were messaging him on the side. Uh, for the mascots, he, you know, obviously he says the Raptor. Uh, and he also went uh, the hockey route, which I went with. Uh, Carlton the Bear for the Leafs. I thought that's a great choice. I mean, again, mm. a bit of a the Toronto side comes out of us sometimes in these scenarios. But he also says uh, the Philly Fanatic, which I said. And then finally, that giant green guy. Um, Jason, we're going to need you to elaborate on that giant green guy because maybe that's who he's talking about. The fanatic because he is a giant green guy. Oh, oh yeah. He said the Philly, yeah, Philadelphia Phillies mascot, that giant green guy. Like that could be, you mean, he's saying <laughs> yeah. that is the same person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So okay, Jason, so please clarify. We assume you mean Philly, the fanatic, but if you're also talking about the jolly green giant, no, that's not a mascot. Uh, that's for food. Well, he's technically a mascot. mascot. Actually, yeah, I, I didn't actually clarify it to sports mascot. So, okay, we'll give yeah, you we'll okay. give you credit for that one. All right, MVP. MVP give me okay, an MVP. So, anyway, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. All right, give me a someone who has a Finals MVP. Somebody different. No, no, no you can give the same person if you want. Like <laughs> this is just really <laughs> consider this like rapid fire, right? Okay, someone who's won a scoring title. Has Shaquille O'Neal? I feel like he did that as I well. I think he has. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really, you know, fact-checking this. I'll take your word for it. Um, all right, someone that's won an assist title. So we were talking I'm about... not like, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, an assist title. I'm going to guess Chris Paul? Uh, I believe so. I mean, we can go with Isaiah Thomas. We can go with... Uh, and yeah, Shaq. Well, sorry, John a... Stockton. Sorry, John Stockton is what I was thinking of. Oh yeah, Anyways. true. And uh, Shaq did have a have a scoring title, which I uh, yes. think about it, it's pretty astonishing. Anyway, well, I mean, you, you might as well stay on that page because how about someone that won the rebounding title, someone <laughs> that's won a blocks title? Anyone? I don't think I don't know if Shaq has, but anyone on this list isn't out to you? Blocks? If I had to, well, I'll get into blocks during my snubs. But if I had to guess, I'm going to guess. Hakeem Elijah one? I rebounds yeah. are gonna get Dennis Rodman. Yeah, okay. I'll give you both of those. Uh, okay. how about steals? Anyone there uh, would have won a steals title? Ooh, like this is this is where it starts to get ugly. Because like when I think steals, I think of like Rip Hamilton. You know what? I would go with I would go with Stockton or Payton. I was I gonna think... get oh right, Gary Payton's on there. Duh, okay, let's go with the glove. Yeah, okay. Anyone on here who's won defensive player of the year? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, what about anyone that has a championship ring? Let's let's just go with Kobe. Rest in peace. All right, cool. So you've listed a whole bunch of different players here, and I've listed you a whole bunch of accolades. So the one player who has none of this, you've mentioned him actually, is Reggie Miller. And oh, really? I I actually I was very much on the other side of this. Again, I, I absolutely loved his reaction. But that would be my reaction too if I felt like I didn't deserve it. So, I wow. <laughs> that's a bit of a take, but like I really like you're 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 talking about top of the top, like has to be like a no brainer to make this list if you're talking about seventy five, right? And for me, right. he does not qualify. Like a hundred um, has a little bit of extra breathing room. Yeah, yeah, and a hundred allows you to, and I'll segue to this actually later on, but like a hundred allows you the snubs that we're about to mention who, who could have yes. snuck in there. But anyways, Reggie Miller for me is, is the biggest surprise in terms of guys. I don't think really deserved to be on this list um, because there are a ton of guys that 
do deserve to be on this list, right? And I think that I'm not going to beat around the bush. I want to jump straight into that, right? I, I, sure, think that, I just want to say quickly yeah. that uh, Reggie Miller was a surprise, a positive one for me, but I'm not going to pretend he was like my top 20 or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, would he be one of the people to be replaced? Abs- like there's an absolute possibility, but yeah. um, well, we'll get into that. So let's get into snubs actually. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into like, let's just go straight into that because um, again, this, this list is, is go. It part of me feels like they do this list to kind of create a stir and get us talking and it's working because you and I are talking about it right now. And actually I will throw in one more surprise for me. Um, and that is Dame Lillard. I don't, I don't. I just don't think that he's he's quite there yet. I, I I do agree with that. I think he's a brilliant player. But if you're talking about seventy five all yeah. time, at least if I'm not mistaken, Reggie Miller came you know close to the finals. Did he reach the finals with the okay. Pacers? I don't. You know what? You you raise a great point and i'm going to be a, a bit of a hypocrite here lillard also qualifies for all that stuff i just said about miller yeah lillard qualifies as someone yeah. who has none of those lists those items we just mentioned i think he also qualifies as someone that shouldn't be on this list and, and the Top reason 100 why lillard deserves to be on there but 75 is a little tight i, I would you know what maybe I'm, I'm i'm taking a step back here and and agreeing with you on the the pleasant surprise of miller but I put Miller in that list above Lillard. So having said yeah. that, who do you think deserves to be on the snub list? Should we, should we start with you? Should we start with, you know what? Let's start with Jason's picks, right? He, sure. What we can do is we can do one by one by one. So we're not just all giving oh, our okay, three at once. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's start good. with Jason then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, his first one that he listed is Dwight Howard. And I would wholeheartedly agree. I mean, you know, uh, again, we're we're not just basing this off of accolades that they've reached, but accolades are what get you to the Hall of Fame. Accolades are what get you to a list this prestigious. So, Dwight Howard for me, I I felt was was a bit of a no brainer here. I mean, in addition to all of the, there was something about him, and and it's beyond just what he achieved. Like, yes, he is a five time rebounding champion. He is actually an NBA champion from the Lakers in the twenty twenty season he is a two-time block champion he is three-time defensive player of the year he's more than just an all-star and an all nba player he was someone that defined the position and owned that center position for a good chunk of time he's also like one of the last bastions of that big man era because i won't consider like roy hibbert and andre drummond like the those types of of players who completely like fizzled he dominated as like the the last of that type of that era for that alone and what he accomplished there i know the dwight that we have now isn't the same it's it's you know a night and day type of comparison but yeah who he was in his prime was like the last shack type of player which i know if shack heard that he'd kill me um type of player i'm saying the last super dominant big man who wasn't shooting threes and stuff, which I know he, he shot a three to, to wrap up the 2020 championship, but uh, that's beside the point. Uh, I mean, in his prime, this was the last definitive person of that era, which we just don't see anymore. And he, like, if you made a top 10 centers list, there's a oh chance gosh. Dwight Howard would be on it. By, like, easily for me, he's on that's, that list. That's what I'm easily. saying. So, yeah. Are, are you saying that there's five 
positions, let's say, let's say there's 10 of each. That'll, that's only 50. That's only a top 50. So Dwight, with that recognition alone, Would could already top- make a top 50. Yeah. So why is he not in the top 75? Absolutely. You're right. You're right. We're going to get yeah, into, so- after our snubs, we're going to get into what some of the players, how some of the snubbed players reacted, and Dwight's one of them. So, yeah. Should we bring that in now since we're talking about him? Why don't we? Uh, we'll, we'll bring up that stuff afterwards, I feel like, okay. because uh, it's like a separate conversation in and okay. of itself, I think. All right. All right. So why don't you go next? You got a, you got someone on your list there? Actually, yes. And here's, yeah. a, here's a bit of trivia for you. And I correct me if I'm wrong. In recent memory, there's one championship team that doesn't have a single player on here. And correct me if I'm wrong. Can Ooh. you guess what it is? Is it the Pistons? It is the Pistons. And I'll say wow. this. On that topic of greatest centers, and yeah. uh, I, now you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Last bastions of that era of big men. Mm-hmm. I think one that's an underrated selection that people just don't bring up. You've got somebody who's a four-time defensive player of the year. You've got yep. somebody who is a two-time rebounding leader, blocks leader, one of mm-hmm. the greatest defensive presences of all time where in the hell is ben wallace totally agree yeah that's that's what i want to say the same thing if you got 10 centers name me 10 centers right now you're going to start to run into dwight and you're going to start to run into ben wallace yeah after hakeem and everything you're going to run into them that's the way that i feel where in the hell is ben wallace this guy this guy in the same way that dwight was was one of the and that's another thing it's a championship team and mm-hmm. they could have won multiple championships outside yeah. of certain circumstances not a single person from that miniature dynasty is here that seems very peculiar to me i agree with that and and it's funny that you mentioned uh, you know what ben wallace brought to that championship team because he could have had at least one other championship had it not been for would can we can we kind of like point out Robert Ory? Like if Robert yeah. Ory doesn't hit that ridiculous three, I mean, maybe Detroit wins another championship, right? And yep. his legacy goes that much higher. And the yep. only reason I bring up Robert Ory is because he also ruined the chance of my pick of getting a championship <laughs> ring. And so and and listeners Anyone that knows me knows I was going to say this anyways. But yes, Chris Webber. Run through the tape. <laughs> run through the tape. Chris Webber should be on this list. That is totally my homer pick. Uh, and yes, I, I will forever hate Robert Ory for, for ruining a portion of that. And, and the referees in Game 6. And Okay, I'm not going to go down this road. Webber should be on this list. I don't need to say go through his accomplishments. I think that he's beyond the stats that he brought to the table. What he brought to the the power forward position and what we're seeing today. Um, there's so much more to that, right? The fab five and and that culture, everything. I am at a loss for words because I've talked too much about this over my lifetime. Weber should be on this list. That's my Homer pick. Would it be okay if I slightly disagree? If I feel like if this was, Oh no, no. Like I, I I'm, I'm fine that, you know, you don't even think if you don't think that he's even on your top one hundred list, I'm fine with that. No, I'm I was just saying say that, for top that's my homework. Pick. Yeah, top one hundred, I could, I can actually see that. I feel like Chris Webber is actually underrated nowadays. If this was a top basketball player, and you're considering, you know, his university run and stuff, I feel like absolutely. I feel like 
all things considered, he's one of the greats. So like him in the Hall of Fame makes perfect sense to me. And, you know, he joined same same classes as Ben Wallace. So I thought that that was a good time to mention that, you mm-hmm. know, these these two are kind of hand in hand here as, as snubs. Jason should be fresh got, in our minds, right? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I think one of the biggest snubs that got mentioned over and over throughout social media um, is is the second one here that Jason lists, and that's Vince Carter. I would I would agree with this. I mean, he was on Vince Carter was also on my list for for snubs. I just think that it, it kind of goes a little bit in in similar with the Weber choice, which is it's it's beyond the stats and the accomplishments. It's it's what they brought to the game and it, to the culture of the game and, and how fans digested the game, right? And if someone like Dominique Wilkins is on this list, I don't see why Vince Carter shouldn't be. If anything, Vince Carter has done equally, if not more, to the game of basketball than than, than Wilkins has as a scorer, mm-hmm. as as someone who brought highlights presence. to everyone. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've got VC up there. I, Jason obviously does too. Um, and, and that's our homerism aside, right? We just, you know, Vince Carter should be on this list, especially considering his longevity, right? The only player ever to play in four different decades. That's, I, I don't know if I'll ever see that in my lifetime. So uh, Vince Carter should be on this list. Um, well, Vince Carter and I, um, this, this this is where it gets a little tricky. I feel like he's more of a top 100 than a top 75. But having said that, Looking at some of the people who did make it, as you pointed it out, I feel it could be replaced by Vince Carter, which doesn't make sense yeah. because it's yeah. a top 75, and I already feel like he's more of a top 100, but I feel like there are a couple of less qualified people on here, so it's like, okay. Like a, like perhaps a Dominique Wilkins, who I don't think ever like won like championships or anything, right? No. No, he didn't. No. So it's tough because I feel like Vince Carter didn't achieve as much as he should have in terms of like you know, the, the accolades and stuff, but he for sure is one of the most enigmatic, exciting players, perhaps of all time. So mm-hmm. to turn the sport into a highlight reel, mm-hmm. to turn it into this expose, to go from the dunking supermaster into a three-point mastermind, and to keep going into his 40s, I mean, there's a lot here to like. There's for sure a lot here to like. And in the same way that, you know, Reggie Miller didn't accomplish a hell of a lot, but was just exciting to watch. So was this guy. So I'm not in complete agreement, but I'm in full understanding. And I feel like if, um, again, if this was a top 100, I would for sure have VC on there. The top 75 should be so difficult to narrow down, but I feel like they still they still made some mistakes. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously very transparent. I'm, I'm someone who, who lives and dies by the stats. So I'm going to contradict myself here and, and and agree with you that maybe he doesn't actually deserve the list because if I'm going to point out that Reggie Miller didn't have all of those accolades, Vince Carter also qualifies. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he actually doesn't reach all those either. Um, so but yeah, have, I mean, if it's, you have to pick between those two, who would you pick? Oof. You see, it gets tough. I mean, it gets tough because yeah, it does get I, tough. I find it does get tough. more exciting to watch. Yeah. I feel like Reggie Miller was a stronger leader. Like, I don't know. I'd I'd give the edge I'd give the edge to Vince Carter, and I'm trying not to you know put the Toronto bias in there right and which I don't know I mean it's fair to say because guess what he did burn us so maybe <laughs> there is no actual Toronto bias because I remember being a kid 
I was like devastated. So maybe there is, maybe I'm just respecting him as a player and not as a Raptor, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think VC is, is a, a debatable one. For sure. Um, worthy of conversation, VC. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know what? Um, I, I might have one more. I'm going to add to this list, but let's get to your second one. Um, Jason has one more. Um, yes. You guys have actually already listed my three, but I could add in one more here. But who do you got okay. next in your snubs list? Okay. So my next one on my subs list. This is a guy that people just don't discuss anymore. I feel like this is like a basketball player that basketball players love. It's a bit of an older pick. Underrated AF player, Alex English. Oh, wow. I Look feel at like, you. Look at well, you with the old school name. If we're going old school with this list, when I was awaiting the last 25, which ended up being 26, by the way, don't think I, I we forgot NBA. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was 76. We saw what you were doing there, squeezing in one more. Um, <laughs> If we're going with that, and we're looking at all these old school names, in the same way that like Barkley never won or Ewing never won, but they're still like considered greats in their positions. But you're gonna run into Alex English eventually. Like I can do that. Like the, the guy, the guy's arguably one of the top players that the Nuggets have ever had. If you're excluding like like mellow and whatnot, which mellow made the list anyway. So yeah, no, I, absolutely. And you know, there, there are going to be some names on here that folks are going to be like, well, I, I, I don't get that choice. But then if that wasn't your era, like, I mean, it's, it's different based off of the era, right? I mean, obviously someone like LeBron James or, or, or Giannis would, would absolutely own George Mikan back in the day, but like they were parts of different eras, right? And Alex English you know, scoring champion in 82, 83, he was a beast. He was borderline unstoppable, right? So mm-hmm. uh, that's a great choice. Um, and, and someone else who who I think warrants some some consideration for this list, Jason has listed Manu Ginobili. And Ginobili! I, <laughs> Which, can I, I jump say, into mine quickly? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go for it. My, my my last one's Tony Parker. That's why I had to toss him in quickly. Ah, the fact yes. that two Let's talk about of them the together. greatest big three are not on this list is insane. Especially because, let's say, for both of them, Tony Parker was a finals MVP, was yep. one of the great playmakers of his time. And then you've got Ginobili, which I think reinvented what it means to be a sixth man. I'm sorry, yep. but those are massive snubs. Like two of the big three of one of the greatest dynasties of all time, the San Antonio Spurs. You've got yeah. the uh, you've got the two big men with with um, with Robinson and, and Duncan. That's a given. They have to be on there. You know, so should these other two guys. Like I think that is for me. Tony Parker was the biggest snub, and uh, Ginobili is quite big as well. Yeah, and you know what. Uh... Excellent choices. Um, I think only other name I would have talked about a bit more. We are starting to run short on time here, but uh, it would have been Pau Gasol. There is a bit of a if you'll notice, there's a running theme with these these two and three folks here. There's a lack of international names, right? I mean, obviously we're we're very happy to see Steve Nash on that list, and Novitski uh, is on there, but like yeah, duh. yeah, Novitski is like arguably yeah. top ten, depending on who you but ask. Parker. Parker and Ginobili. I mean, I mean, you hit it on the head there, right? I mean, if they hit every single checkbox, and I, I can see why you would put, let's say, Parker over Ginobili because Parker was a starter. But to your point, right? I mean, it, this is 
it's not about who starts or or yeah who's a starter it's about who finishes the game who has an impact on the game so you know parker and ginobili could both play 40 minutes but because parker was a starter he got more of the shine but ginobili to your point absolutely defined what a six man's all about right and mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that those are two two guys i would definitely would have put in over you know reggie miller and over dame lillard and, and it's anthony davis who i feel like had a fantastic yeah. prime but is a shell of his former self and i feel like he's still great he's still fantastic he's still one of the best players in the league I, it's not the same thing it's not like Antetokounmpo who has two MVPs, defensive player yeah. of the year, finals yeah. MVP, championship run, where he basically, he, I, I, was, I won't pretend he carried the Bucks on his back, but he did a vast, he obviously led the team. He did a vast majority of the heavy lifting. Like, yeah. that's different. He's a contemporary player who's already proven himself. Same with Kawhi, same with um, Steph Curry. Yeah, Those yeah. are divots. And even James Harden, James Harden's like, I would argue James Harden should actually be there. To that I ask, and I say this as a fan of Dame Lillard and a fan of the Brow, pourquoi? You could argue Russell yeah. Westbrook because of his Oscar Robertson connection and the way that he's a dynamic force in that way. And if, the, if we're arguing VC, we've got to argue in favor of Russell Westbrook. But those other two, like, and I say this as a fan of AD and a fan of, of Dame Lillard, like I... I pick them a lot for my team in NBA mm. 2K because I, I love like the paint presence and I love the outside presence of those two players. I'm like over Tony Parker though, who's already like solidified his legacy over over some big names, over some huge names. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It's too and early for them. I feel like I, you're right, and, and this is not a top seventy-five of like top 75 fantasy players because yeah, absolutely. I would put Anthony Davis on there, but this is not fantasy. This is reality. And the reality is that Davis just doesn't hit everything that I would have liked to have seen on someone who would be on this list again. And I'm saying that not because I'm not a fan of his and don't think he's deserving. It's more so that there are more deserving folks such as Parker, such as Manu, such as Dwight Howard. So uh, yeah, I mean you, the listener, why don't you tell us what, Tell us who you think is snub. Tell us who you think your surprises are. I mean, are we are we off the mark here in saying that that am I am I being too harsh on Reggie Miller or are we being <laughs> too harsh on English? <laughs> yeah, or or is it that uh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe I, Alex English deserves a spot and Tony Parker does. And so let us know your thoughts. But yeah, it's 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 obviously a debatable, very, very highly debatable. Yeah, do you, do you feel like Clay should have been on there? Kyrie, those are two two names that we didn't bring up. What do you guys think mm-hmm. about those folks? And and Clay was. Uh, did you see the what the the Warriors did to to Clay's locker? They had a jersey made for him, and it had the number seventy seven on the back. Oh, so it's a seventy seventh one. Oh, that's yeah. Sweet. So like they're that. they're poking some fun at this. So yeah, it's 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 a hot hot topic. But see them. It's like at the end of the day, like you're, the fact that your name is even mentioned is, should be you know praise enough but anyways again hit us with your with your thoughts your your comments because uh, yeah we, we we love to keep talking about it unfortunately i have to stop talking because i have a barking dog that needs to be tended to so dre where can we find you brother you can find me at andreas babs on twitter you can follow my film editorial and review website films fatale that's f-i-l-m-s-f-e-t-l-e.com no spaces my top 100 best shot films of all time list is coming out november 
1st, I think, which is the first Monday of November. So you're looking at the best looking visual films because of the photography. I also run a film podcast called K-Cut, where we discuss all things movie related, our latest installment of the Cinematic Smorgasbord, in which we recommend films that we've never seen to one another is coming out as well. So I uh, look forward to those. Jay, where can we find you? I don't think you exhaled once. That was amazing. No, uh, so yeah, you can <laughs> you can find me uh, on Raptors HQ. You can find me on on Twitter at Rosalasaurus. You can find this pod on Twitter at That's a Rap Pod, and find us on all your your podcatchers, of course. So yeah, thank you again for joining us. Uh, you know, look out for my weekly wrap up on Raptors HQ every Monday, where I look at the games of the week. We didn't even get a chance to talk about the games this upcoming week, which promises to actually pretty be pretty pretty good with the Pacers, Magic, and Bulls coming to town. Should be very entertaining. But that's it for us. Uh, this has been a fun episode. I, you know, I wish we had more time to talk. Jason, we we miss you, buddy. We at least we got your picks in. And yeah, make sure to hit us up with any of your comments, any thoughts that you've got about today's episode or anything that you've got on your mind. And with that, that's a wrap. <laughs>